0: After some technical difficulties, we're up and running. After 3 o'clock today, welcome to the podcast edition of the show. Monday, July 19th. We're very glad you've decided to take, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour out of your day to enjoy it with us here on the podcast. It's Eric. It's Alex. Hello, dear. Hi. Um, I think we'll zoom through some things since we're getting a bit of a late start. Um, Yeah. Quickly, though, like... uh, before you joined on Friday, um, Vinny and I briefly talked about about COVID, and I've seen, I think the CDC director called this a uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm. I saw another sciencey person uh, who I've been following on Twitter through a lot of this. He called it uh, unheard community, uh, unheard immunity, mm-hmm. and I saw that Governor DeWine said that. Regardless of how things go, um, there will not be another mask mandate. Now, look, things could get super, super bad, and he might have to walk back those words. I don't think that it'll get to that. But um, he did say the way that we beat this is vaccinations. And all right. uh, there's daily vaccinations with the health department, I think, all over the place. Um, I've kind of backed off of announcing those on the air. And I think everybody that listens to the show and would like to get vaccinated is, but it's I just found the duality of um, what DeWine said interesting yeah. because we might lose a lot of Republicans in the next handful of months.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a documentary 10 years from now about the demise of the like Republican, the Trumplican party. I'll, not, not even. I hate to say that. It sounds so like evil, but like. You know, a long a while from now, when we talk about misinformation and how powerful it was and how it physically harmed people, I think COVID is going to be a huge factor in that conversation.
0: Yeah. And now we're back to talking. And I saw that uh, I I think the number was seven hundred and ninety one people have died of COVID who were vaccinated. That Mm. could be wrong. It's it's I think it's in that thread that I sent you. Um, but as we uh, talked about last week, it seems like 90% of the hospitalizations are people who are not vaccinated, and I'm going to guess most of those people are because they are unwilling. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they're unwilling to, as opposed to the people who are unable to. Um, I'll say this: I went to the Glendale Kroger on Saturday, Oof. and it's <laughs> as many people. Um, it's as many people as I've seen masked up in quite some time. But I get it. That is a it's a lower income Kroger and there are a lot of minorities there. And I understand the minority minorities' hesitance to, uh, to getting vaccinated for a lot of reasons. There's there's, there are completely disparate groups of people who are getting bad information
1: beyond that. I don't even think it's, I mean, I think there's a, a lot of minorities are getting the vaccine. They just don't agree with taking their mask off. They still don't trust the public. They don't trust, you know, the environment and the public and the people around them to take their masks off so there's still so many masked people i know tons of people that are vaccinated and still choose to wear a mask in public like you know consistently
0: i know one person who does that um but this has been fascinating to watch and i'm glad that you could Add that, that a lot of maybe a lot of the people that I saw at Kroger, many African American mm-hmm. people, many black mm-hmm. people were, mm-hmm. were masked up and maybe they were vaccinated. Um, but maybe just being doubly cautious and as a yeah. friend of mine mentioned last week, as she wears one or two weeks ago, just being respectful um, and ultra cautious. All yeah. right, yeah. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, we'll there's not a ton of local stuff other than, you know, the normal weekend shootings. (laughs) Uh, We'll, we'll let that one alone, but we'll actually start with like some, some gossipy stuff, some entertainment stuff. Um, First things first, I don't want to bring up the Britney thing, but I wanted to compliment you because you had some very helpful, insightful thoughts about not not, the Britney was the jumping off point, but just conservatorship in general. And now Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see a lot of, um, things written up about just, like, how many people don't need to be in them and just how Britney's situation is, like, countrywide, nationwide, and, pa- uh-huh. and it's time to, for the paradigm to, to shift and move away from however conservatorships have always been to a more modern-day version of them. And she, who knows what the hell will happen with her, but she will likely be the catalyst for that and may ho- hopefully help a lot of people, maybe not everybody, and maybe some people actually need their conservatorship. But sure. what, what she's going through is what I saw from the beginning of this. It's like, great, one person whose songs you loved forever, but now let's help the people who don't have a voice. And I want to compliment you for always pointing that out when we talked about Britney.
1: Oh, thank you. I think that like it's, it's a challenge and this is the age long like philosophy class discussion. Like you're you um, you know, your writing essay that you have to have turned in by Thursday and answer everybody else's essay questions like this is that um, because like when I look at everybody and they're like and her conservatorship. OK, and then what? And then what? You know, like it's clear that Britney has complete control over her Instagram now. It's going nuts. Like, go ahead and take a look at it. She's literally cursing everybody and their mama out calling people out by name. Um, And that's just a small widget of like what she is capable of. If the need for guardianship actually was there, like you know, what do we do? We, we, I come across this at work all the time. There's adults that really have a high need for some sort of intensive treatment or intensive care just to keep themselves out of harm's way for themselves. Forget the rest of the public. They could absolutely be somebody that's not going to harm another person. They're not going to punch somebody on the street, but they could be very dangerous to their own selves. Right? And so what do you do? Just let them continue to slip through the cracks. Can't maintain housing, can't maintain mental health treatment, aren't you know compliant with any of those things, and every everything has been done to try to get them to do these things so that they can stabilize themselves and have some quality, and they just don't. So what do you do? Literally, what does that concerning family member forget her dad? You know, what does that concerned friend or family member do? What do you do?
0: Yeah, well, you know? that's why I, I mean I take things too too literally. That's why Free Britney was. <laughs> <laughs> Much like defund the police and so many other yes. things that, yes. that that don't actually, they grab headlines, good and bad, but they don't actually explain what it is. It should be like, but hashtag change Britney's conservatorship is just not social media friendly. So well done on that. Um, I have a Demi Lovato thing I want to throw out there, and I'm going to need some latitude from people's brains with the thought. But first, what's going on with Camila Cabello?
1: Oh my gosh, I was listening to the news today and Camila Cabello was brought up a couple times. Apparently she had to like come out and make a statement about loving her body and the skin that she's in. In other words, I'm paraphrasing. And I was like, Camila Cabello, really? Like I've always considered her to be like one of those, um, one of many, if that makes any sense. Like she's, there's nothing extraordinary about her and that you would say like Lizzo is super plus size and owning her shit. Like I would think Camila Cabello is just like anybody else. And, um, so I, I, just so happened to look this up and she was out exercising with Shawn Mendez, her man. And, um, sure enough, like she's definitely got like, you know, her shape is not what you would consider ideal for somebody in the music industry. Hmm. Um, and it shocked me, like there, there's absolutely artists that I know that are body positive. Because they they lead with it, like BB REXA and and Lizzo and some of these other ladies, and then there's other ladies that don't their bodies aren't talked about at all, like Dua Lipa, you know. And I thought the same thing would be for Camila Cabello, so I looked it up, and sure enough, like she's not, you know, she's definitely she's an average woman. Like that's what I'm gonna say. She is your average woman, maybe even a little smaller maybe there's a hint that she could be pregnant, but like, whoa, mm. you know, have you, did you see it? I should have sent you a picture. I am
0: looking it up while you're talking about it and she's talking about cellulite and stretch marks and all this stuff. I always, she, I know, yeah. look, I have never like looked her up head to toe, Same. I, I always figured from what I saw her, she was kind of petite and small. Yep. Um. So that's why when you brought it up, I was interested to hear what you had to say about it but you know what I'm sh- here's how these things go um there will be uh oh I, I is this a picture of her with like her hands on her chest
1: I don't know I don't know there's a picture there's like a couple of shots with her and Shawn Mendes and okay I'll send you this one and you're like dang is this like edited <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. or she really does have like an average woman's body and we literally never notice.
0: right right and these things bounce in a million directions. It's like playing pinball or an yeah. old Atari game where the. All right, I just got it. Yeah. I would. That. This is a terrible picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought so too, but there's others. And it's like, wow, you know, good for her. I would never. Like, you will not find me, like, even moving around in my apartment in a sports bra and, like, my leggings just because. Lord knows who could see me. So good for her for being out in public and not literally not even thinking twice until people just shot photos of her and sent it on here. I
0: I think this is a bad picture and a terrible angle. Like she doesn't even Mm. look like a a human being. Like she, I, if you said, who is this? I'd go, (laughs) what is there? Another Kardashian?
1: Do you see when I thought that she, um, when I was like, she could be pregnant. (laughs) but not all fat when she's not fat, not all women that are not super rail thin are pregnant. So like, I get it.
0: And she looks very normal here. And I'll say, I'll say this, like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I do. I don't think the outfit that she has on the, the, uh, the legging shorts are, <laughs> are very flattering. But look, that, that's just my taste. Yeah. Um, and all she's got to worry about is what her trainer, I mean, her boyfriend, Sean Mendez, is into. So
1: clearly he loves a little junk in the trunk because she's got it and good for him. I love him even more for it.
0: I would have thought for sure when you wanted to talk about this or when you got going with this, I was like, what are people giving her a problem because she's rail thin? She's just mm. normal, a little big in the butt. And, and maybe, maybe that's what this was. Like, there were people like me who were surprised that she wasn't rail thin and she has not done like she's not at a current single. I don't I mean nobody's mm-hmm. toured. Maybe she's got COVID 15. Maybe she's got not working 15. So sure. she, she probably looks a little bit different from when she was pumping out all these singles and there was probably an expectation to look a certain way from people who she worked for and maybe for herself. But I look, mean, look how you look, look, I'm a- look, however the hell you want to look, be healthy. That that's paramount. Um, but just know that some people might not like it or whatever. And you know what? That's totally fine. Maybe you don't, you don't have to care if they like you or not.
1: She's, she's definitely like pandemic Will Smith. She's like, <laughs> um, Jason Momoa has gotten his dad bod, they called him a dad bod one day where he was like well out of work at with Aquaman and so he wasn't in shape. And what's who's the other guy that plays in Guardians of the Galaxy? I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Dave Bautista is like, I'm not doing any more of these movies with my shirt <laughs> off. He's like, I'm 46.
1: Yes. Is he really?
0: Yeah, he is. he, he oh, I, remember, that first Guardians is seven, that movie's seven years old now
1: that's what I'm saying like you know what good for her like just go live your life who gives a shit what the rest of us have to say do you remember like when Lady Gaga did the Super Bowl and she had a little bit of like skin folding over her like girdle style pants and everybody was giving her the worst time and she she played the piano with her feet <laughs> go girl like who cares? Who cares?
0: Amanda and I had a very long text discussion, which was the wrong place for it on Friday, about um, people and how they look and what they're attracted to. And I mm-hmm. I referenced Philip, and I used—I'll I'll throw this out. And I said this to her, and I had to explain it, and I think it made more sense. Um, like, we all settle mm-hmm. for basically everything because— mm-hmm. We would like all of our fantasies to come true. We'd like the perfect yeah. job, the perfect car, the per- perfect place to live. Oh, I got to do that 9 one that breaking news story I have for you. Oh. Um, we all settle for stuff. Or you can call it compromise. Like, if I said, Alex, you can have Jason Momoa, like, he could be your dream guy. But you'll never have that. And even if you did, maybe you got to dating Jason Momoa and... Like everything that initially attracted to you was fine, but like everything else was garbage. So we all we all make compromises and we all settle in some way for everything that we have in our life, from people to places to things.
1: Can we just can we stay on the Jason Momoa for just a moment? Yeah, I thought about this the other day. So I am a huge fan. It's just ironic that Thomas apparently everybody seems to think they look alike. But like in real life, if you ever catch photos of Jason Momoa when he's just out and about, like if you ever catch, he is a fucking dirt ball. Like he has dirt under, he climbs things for Fun, right and throws axes for fun like the characters he plays in films are like literally within the same family of who he is as a person that's why he does it so well so like he's a damn dirtball. and if he wasn't jason momoa would we all love him so much i looked at thomas the other day we were out at the backpacks thing on tuesday and i'm like bro you have dirt on your pants did you see that you have dirt on your pants, Thomas. Did you brush your beard this morning? <laughs> like, You know what I mean? And I just, I always need support. I need help. I need help from our listeners. People talk to us. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you approach? Do you say like, hey, why don't we put on, you know, a, pair, a nice pair of jeans today? Like here, let me show you a different way to wear your ponytail. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> he's, still, he's still the love of my life, but he is a dirtball.
0: And while that might also be Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa has far less body fat than the average man. And so millions of dollars. Forget about that. Like you could, you could look at him and not know who he is. Sure. You don't know how rich someone is or is not, but you realize mm-hmm. like I can barely pinch any skin of his because he has such little body fat. And that to most people makes that person more attractive,
1: <laughs> more doable, more doable.
0: Speaking of hot people real fast, I, I yeah. have a handful of little things I want to throw out. On the corner of Airport and Reynolds, where the Wendy's is, yeah. there uh. is a very attractive, unhoused fellow. Um, he's usually got a hat on. He's tall, a little skinny, not super skinny, but like has an athletic build, little salt mm. and pepper, strong jaw, always waving at people. And he is a great looking guy. Kind of reminds me of that hot felon from like six or seven years or so ago.
1: That has a modeling contract now? Yeah, the
0: guy with the piercing blue eyes.
1: So I, that's so funny that you bring that up because I was going to bring him up the other day. I see him almost on a daily basis because that's the Starbucks that I go to. Um, So you know who I'm talking about. Exactly who you're talking about. He has a poncho on in the rain. You know, he's pretty dedicated. He may switch corners every now and then. Do you think he looks like Abraham Lincoln? Take a look at him again and then let me know if you think that's Abe Lincoln reincarnated.
0: I can see it a little bit, because he, while he is tall and lithe, but not super uh-huh. skinny, um, he has a little hunch in his mm-hmm. I, I think, I, like, I get what you're saying, and I hope I see him today, but uh, yeah. keep, keep an eye out for that, man. And one other quick thing, uh, congrats to Nate and the people that are far more important than him at uh, Backpacks for Humans and their great Thunderfest that they put on yesterday. Yeah. Um, thanks to Nate for posting all the pictures. And uh, his except
1: that one, except that one of you. Oh, God.
0: It's uh, that thing is now about a year old. So well done to Nate and everybody else for for doing Thunderfest at Market on the Green yesterday and to all the bands that played for free and all the money that got raised to distribute to a lot of great local uh, nonprofits and beyond. So well done.
1: Absolutely. It was a, it was a nice time. It was nice to be around people and hear the band. It was hot. It was a warm day, but you know, everybody seemed to enjoy themselves, so it was very cool.
0: Okay, here's my Demi Lovato thing. Okay, let's go. And then we'll do the 911 thing. Um <laughs> it's been a whirlwind of an afternoon. Yeah. So, I saw a Demi Lovato story on online the other she was the picture and it, she was the picture, but it wasn't necessarily about her. Um it was a story about like getting people's pronouns right, because if not, you could lead them to kill themselves. That was, mm-hmm. the, that was the gist of it. But I, I want to hone in on Demi Lovato here, because okay. when the little uh, subtext under the headline, it referred to Demi as they. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's what she would like. First mm-hmm. of all, I'm pretty sure in like 10 years, and again, I asked for, for for some social latitude with these very crude thoughts of mine one i think in 10 years she's not going to be what she is now
1: okay so you feel like she may like divert back to like societal norms as far as how how she identifies
0: in a lot of ways
1: i worked really hard to say that properly by the way i that was that took a lot to get out of me what do you mean (laughs) <laughs> like you think she'll revert back to societal norms as far as her identity no, not, no no no
0: this has nothing to do with society i think this is a Demi thing sure uh, okay like i said please allow me give me some some grace here and i think i think she's just going through a phase
1: <laughs> so and that's because it's it's been coupled with every other like train wreck that she right. has that right. she has had like on the track of her life and so it's a hard It's hard. It's hard to to see this and to like, you know, just blindly follow if that makes any sense Um, or be that supportive person or as if we know her personally, but but be that supportive, like, um, you know, rock behind them and just continue to um, allow them to not to continue to allow. But, you know, continuing to support them, Um, it, it gets it gets touchy.
0: I send you some tweets every now and then, and we're both mm-hmm. like, mm. <laughs> "That's how I. Fe- that's how I feel about everything Demi Lovato does." Like, yeah. Mm. Okay. It, it, it it's like I don't know being a parent of a kid that has a new interest every three weeks. Like, mom, I'm going to learn the piano, and then like a month later, it's like, mom, I'm going to like train for whatever. So yeah, but yeah, with I- her, I was thinking about like her former partners all the UFC type guys she's she's been with and um look it is it is what it is and people are always changing and morphing and evolving I don't know about you but I like to see who someone has dated before and after me and it's not <laughs> uncommon to go they clearly have a type like I see how that person and I look a little bit alike now oh Again, I ask for some latitude here. And I'm not saying I would think like this. But perhaps some of the men that she's been with are wondering, did I just sleep with a man or a they? Mm -hmm. And once they think through that, hopefully, you know, they'll they'll think like us and go, I was attracted at the time and that's what it was. So it was enjoyable, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sure the initial thought is, did I just sleep with two people at once did i just sleep with a guy because i'm not attracted to
1: guys so it you know it's it depends it it's because it's hard to say it, it it goes back to like us trying to make sense out of something that we have we literally have no fucking clue about besides what we see and um it i mean it's possible that she could have been going that the, the train wreck that has been her like young adult life was because literally stemmed back completely from her identity the entire time The entire time like a i'm thinking of an elliot page you know what i mean except elliot page's life wasn't as much of a train wreck but i'm sure that there were identity struggles until this point and now this point they finally feel free well right and and
0: this is not about her it would be like if thomas at one point like believed that he was a she yeah it would probably be a little like troubling on the surface. Like sure. was I just, cause you're not attracted to women. Right. I mean, correct. You probably are in some way, but like, not,
1: <laughs> that's you not know. who you want to spend your life with. <laughs> the butch ones. Hey, <laughs> the,
0: there's an initial shock of like, well, uh, like, you know, like, uh, uh, no homo. Yeah. But then you dig in and go, look, whatever was then I was attracted to them and, and what was going on at the time they're a different person now and I wouldn't be attracted to that but where they were at that specific point so that's why I thought about Demi and they um, mm-hmm. and like the guys that have hooked up with her like are they wondering did I just sleep with a dude Where are they and, and mm. you know again walk it all out and go okay she was Demi Lovato and it was a she and she was super hot and I was attracted to that and we fucked like rabbits blah 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 and now we're not doing that, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. But there's probably a little bit of, uh, like, an eyebrow raising to it.
1: I mean, there's it, it's the, some of us have had experiences where, like, the men we dated in, like, our late teens, like, in in high school and, like, early parts of college have now come out as gay. Like, so those, you know what I mean? And we are like, myself and some of my other girlfriends were like, whoa, okay, like, good for you for living your truth. But, like, I would not have guessed that, you know, or... Did I know that then or did I did I see that then? But I guess like, you know, there's layers to the onion, I suppose.
0: I don't know. Most importantly, do those guys have to go back and retally their partner numbers and add one? No. She's a they. There's two people in there, right?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I I think it's one. I think it's it's Demi and, and Demi is is all of these things like and you can add the the positives and the negatives like again i am with you like it's just so much up and down and so many different like added layers you know so many so many different routes to the track i'm, I'm continuing to use the metaphor of a train and um you know what i mean like it, i'm with you and that it's like it's it makes it a little more confusing and a little more messy which makes all of the bigger decisions to be a bit questionable Um, gender aside, mm -hmm.
0: if you're telling your sexual partner's number, she's probably worth at least three or four when it comes to drama. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, yes. All right. So the,
0: the nine one one thing that was happening earlier this afternoon. So I had gotten a phone call from someone who sounded Indian Mm -hmm. and I went along with it. I was like, yes, I would sell my, my home. Um, and she said she'd pass along the information to her boss, I also got some text messages asking if I would sell my home. And I was, you know, they were asking me questions and I was, yeah, kitchen's redone and blah, blah, blah. And I've, I keep saying that one, I'd sell it for 150 Today I got a phone call from a 419, a Marcus Everett at Key Realty. And hmm. he's like, uh, my, my person has said that you'd, you'd consider selling your place. I said, he said what's your number? I said, 150 I said I'd start at 150, thinking like that will scare people off. I paid 78 for my place, and in normal times it's probably 110, um, uh-huh. maybe maybe no, maybe 120. Um, he says, "Well, I'm going to read you some things, and these aren't your places." Um, and then he said, "Well, you know, I got a number here for 141 and 143, so he's like, 150 is is not a no." Um, uh-huh. He now, he was very pushy, so I'm like, whatever. He's like, dude, you can cancel if you want. I I told him my schedule's busy. But he's now coming over on Wednesday to get a look at the place. Um, Wow. So, I love where I live. I don't Mm want to move. I've obviously, we've talked so much housing stuff. If I got a whopping profit, I would then have to put that back into something, rent, whatever. I, I absolutely love where I live. But... Everything and everybody has a price. Like Alex, if I offered you a half a million dollars right now to never see Thomas again, would you do it?
1: Oh god, damn it! Don't say Thomas. (laughs) Say my mom or like my brother. (laughs) All right, time out. Time out.
0: What for ten thousand dollars? And if she didn't know you were there. Would you watch your mom have sex while she's on one of her Florida rampages?
1: $10,000. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I will 25. I will walk on that. I will walk on that 10k. Would you watch your dad? What about Barry? Would you watch Barry lay in the pipe? 4? What's the number? 4 18,000. Yes. No. <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> and that's kind of the point of this. Like everything and everybody has their price. Now, I'm a little concerned that I mean, I I, I got asked for business card. Like this person could just be scoping me out to rob me. Uh um
1: Thomas can, can be there with you. Do you want us to scope it? Do you want us to like stake it out?
0: We can talk some details afterwards. Like he gave me his <laughs> first and last name. I'll I'll look him up. But now, the bank might not appraise it for that much. So I would either have to drop the cost or they'd have to come up with the money. Sure. And, and again, I, I don't know what kind of profit I'd make because I'm two and a half years into a 30 year loan. And mm-hmm. I think the loan is for like 60 something. I think I put 15 down, but I think mm-hmm. I would make a substantial profit. And I don't, if I knew the, ex- I have my old realtor working up some numbers for me. And if she's like, you're going to make a 50 grand profit.
1: Yeah, I would I th- take it.
0: 50 might be too low because I probably put 25 in. Mm-hmm. But I'd be dumb not to listen, right? Like maybe I'm like really standoffish and Marcus over here is like, I'll do 165. I I'd be dumb not to listen, right?
1: You would be dumb not to listen. I agree. Like, And I think that this was going to be a conversation we were going to have at some point anyway because it just makes sense. Like why would we not like... I just think it's a good investment decision. I have a couple of friends who are selling their house, moving into like a rental property for a period of time, and then they'll rebuy again. Like there's nothing that they have to like, there's no timeline that they have to follow as far as like, well, I have to be in a house at this time and do this and this and this. So they're like, I'm going to bank this money, you know, which is a substantial amount of money. And we're going to live, you know, this way for a couple, maybe a couple years. And then we'll go back into a house and it's just like, d- do it. Like I knew you and I were going to have this conversation really? at some point.
0: Yeah. Alex, I don't know what my number is that where I get handed a check and it goes right into my bank account to, mm. to get me out of there because I love it. I love it. It's close to work. It's I, I should I should be walking to the gym every day. Um, it's the perfect spot for me. It's just the right size, and maybe aside from all that, like I I just finish up all the work I wanted to do. I mean, somebody would get yeah. a three month old, as everyone has called it, porn shower, <laughs> and all the new. I mean, I mean, so a lo- now I didn't do the work, but I paid for it. And but there was a lot of like vision that went into it, and that vision was realized. So I would have to think of actually the number in my head that would get me out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that you have to leave though. Like there isn't going to be a number where it's like, okay, you're dumb for staying. Like you should just, I don't think that that number exists because of the value that you have in that home and that you like, you can go just as easily as you can stay for decades longer.
0: If everything was taken care of and I was handed a check that I could put 75 grand into my bank account, mm-hmm. I'd be a dumb motherfucker not to take that check. Do you think so? I think so. I mean, that's a lot. That, that, that's, right, I mean, arguably, like, that's, that's two years of, of, of salary. Um, what,
1: what if your move, what if all of that happened and you knew you had 75K that you were about to bank to do this, but then you also knew that the move... Would make Andre so anxious that he would have health challenges for a little while. Would you still move?
0: Um, a- actually, the the moving, finding a new new place, going through that headache would be the worst problem. Like, I don't sure. want to pack all that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> but paper movers, shit. I, yeah, I, I know. Would. I know. Um, yeah, I would do it. I would. <laughs> I,
1: I, I would do it. Um, Deal with it, Andre.
0: This is tough because like, I'm very fortunate to be in a good financial situation. That's why yeah. when I've gotten these phone calls and text messages, I'm like 150, which is literally twice what I paid for the place. So yeah,
1: yeah. Jordan and I were having a conversation about housing and it was kind of the opposite where I was just like, you know, cause Jordan now sells homes. And, um, I said, you know, I'm just a little uncomfortable. Like we're going to, I think we're pretty much sold on going the condo route when our lease ends. And instead of like trying to find a nice home, we'll go ahead and find a nice home. That's a condo that's more reasonable for a couple more years. I said, but even then, like I'm a little bit uncomfortable with how many hoops I've had to jump through. And like, are, what are these banks like basing decisions on? Like, how are they, you know, considering me a risk and all of that. And I said, I don't quite trust it. And I told him, I said, I absolutely understand why some people decide, like, especially people of color. We're like, you know what, we're going to do a black owned bank. We're going to do a black owned realtor company or like, you know, realtor. And this is, that's just what I'm going to do because that's what I'm most comfortable with. You know, I'm just like, I, I get it. I absolutely get it now.
0: Um, Chuck from Facebook and, mm-hmm. and various other places posted uh, a fantastic, I mean, he's so great with like memes of the things that we watch. And uh, he said that his meme said that the TVA, the uh, time variance authority is a black owned business.
1: <laughs> I think I saw that I saw another meme that he did today and I didn't know he did it I just saw it I was like oh shit this is funny let me send it to Eric and then I scrolled up and I was like oh it's from Chuck he's already seen it <laughs> Yeah, like, I know he's already what, seen was it was it the
0: Wanda and Loki one like after they fucked with the timeline
1: I think so I no no maybe not it was something else though but it was insanely funny um, it was a little uh, dark
0: I'll, I'll scroll for it um, a couple of quick things uh, Christmas in July is coming. A lot of uh, mm. local area bars will have Blitzen, uh, the holiday beer from Mommy Bay. I think it's Mommy Bay. And then uh, the zoo is doing lights way before Christmas in July coming up this weekend, which is perfect for me because I hate the... I, I've never been mm-hmm. because I hate winter. I don't like lines oh. and lots of people. But I mean, I, I could say that I at least went. So there's some Christmas things happening is we're kind of like past the halfway point of summer right
1: we are well past the halfway point of summer i mean kids are going back to school in less than a month so that's usually where i'm like dang it we're already here like it's essentially fall um Mm. (laughs) i was talking i was having a conversation with my brother and i said i have not stepped these pale ass toes in a swimming pool all season and that's shameful i used to live in the water like that is shameful for me
0: uh, I thought swimming was going to be a part of Jody's party on Saturday night, and I was one of the last ones to leave. And Good for you. She was telling me, "Yeah, that's exactly it." She was telling <laughs> me that her and Josh, her husband, bet that I was going to be there at four and be gone before the majority of the people that showed uh, that showed up. And I actually, didn't get there till five because I had to do work stuff and stay till close to nine.
1: No, I'm glad you went and I'm like you and i had like an after work meeting last week and then you had that this weekend because I think you and I both have been in a little, not quite like a funk, but definitely like, ugh, you know what I mean? Or just really blah. And so you need more days like that. I needed something to do after work last week that kind of picked me up a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit more this week to just get me out of my shitty mood, you know? Yeah,
0: here's what I'm doing to attack that. Um, I have rethought, and I do have a message from my doctor waiting for me. I have rethought the sleep test because um, I don't think I have sleep apnea. I don't think I have a breathing problem. I, I could Ooh. be wrong. I'll, as long as the insurance is still, you know, taking care of the thing, I'll I'll do it. Um, but I was talking to a friend yesterday, and then just doing more. Like I don't think I have apnea. And Amanda's told me that like I don't snore a lot. Like I'm not super restless. I I might not get to to the to the REM to the REM REM sleep. You might sleep. not, yeah. So, um, I did some looking I had some, I had coffee with a friend of mine yesterday and she mentioned a couple of things and I, and that got me digging. So I looked up, I guess magnesium things can help you sleep, but uh-huh. glycine is what I've ordered from Amazon. I guess it only, it comes mostly in a powder and mm. I suppose it lower, it's supposed to lower your body temperature which makes it easier for you to reach a more optimal level of sleep and interesting if i could sleep better my 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 life would be infinitely better because like
1: that's That's the foundation of so much tell me how that goes because that could be interesting i sweat like a pig in my sleep so i never considered like my night sweats to be correlated to lack of like restful sleep though
0: could be well i mean if you it's better to sleep in cooler temperatures. Because, oh, uh, I mean Antarctica
1: I'll, in my house.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try that because I think I've tried everything else, and I've always been concerned though that my body doesn't take the supplements very mm. well. Now I know, like most most of the uh, supplements that people take are not approved by the FDA or anything like that. That's what the fine print says. That's that's why I've always been reluctant to take things or like I'll take fish oil and things like that. Or I started taking the B12 pill and I just don't think my body absorbs it well. And that could be what a big problem of mine is. But um, glycine is on the way.
1: Good. Good for you. Tell me how that goes. I always like I'm so hopeful when you're looking into stuff like this, because I know like I don't know. I just know what it's like to have chronic issues. So finding like solutions to that and like having that moment where you're like quality of life is a little bit better this week. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just really nice to have those moments.
0: It's, it's good and bad in the sense that like, I'm always willing to look, but so many things let me down. Like I was deflated around the third or fourth B12 shot. I'm like, it's not working. Mm. So, Mm. And there are many other people who have to chase far more serious issues, although not getting a good night's sleep is pretty damn serious because it it, it dictates my mood. And I pat myself on the back for being to man- being able to manage as much as I can and repress or push down my, my depression issues so yeah. much, having not
1: barely ever slept well so there's I mean there's so much especially when some of it's not visible like you don't you you know it's not like you can look at somebody and be like I know you didn't sleep well last night sometimes you can like absolutely sometimes and other times you can't you don't know everything that that person is battling and it's really frustrating and a strength of yours to continue to push through and do what you have to do
0: Thank you. I'll let you know how it goes. You're there welcome. There's some other things. I, I, one thing caught my attention. It was some kind of like cherry flavored packet on Amazon. <laughs> and it claims to state that it it actually helps you with every stage of sleep. like Interesting. winding you down like a melatonin type thing. And then something to get you to REM sleep. And then something to... And then like there was two other things in there. But it was $50 for... Yeah. However long that was going to last and wasn't interested in, um, in spending that much. This the, the glycine was seven bucks.
1: Yeah. I also have to actively put my phone down when it's time for me to go to sleep. So like when we turn the television off, I do not. I have to fight really hard not to open TikTok and be on TikTok <laughs> for another hour. Um, which I have a theory, by the way, I'm going to try something and I want everybody to hold me to it. I'm going to get my big ass on the treadmill and I'm going to watch TikTok videos while I'm on the treadmill and I will, I'm going to hope that I can get through my 30 minutes easier and like easy breezy. So somebody hold me to it. I'm not giving a day of when I'm actually going to do that, but that's, that's where I'm, I'm going to do it.
0: (laughs) So hold you to it whenever your lazy ass gets around starting it.
1: Got it. Speaking of which, I am going to try on wedding dresses tomorrow. I don't think I talked to you about that.
0: No, no. Yeah. Where, how, how has that been so far? Or has there uh, been any wedding dress try-ons?
1: No, non-existent. I like it. So it's so awkward. Like, um, some of these being now planning a wedding and somebody that's about to get married when you're like a lot of women experience like looking forward to something like this for a really long time and now that i'm here it's pretty funny how many things like how many adult things are getting in the way of just feeling like happy and joy that you're going to get married and you're planning a wedding if that makes any sense not to say i'm not happy and joyful But like now I am absolutely like all of those girls on say yes to the dress where they are so self-conscious and uncomfortable because we're overweight and we don't know how we're going to look in it. And we don't know if we're going to feel absolutely gross, you know, which taints the whole appointment. Like I have confidence in myself. Like I feel like I carry myself with confidence, but that doesn't mean that like I'm immune to any of those kinds of experiences. And then I think you and I talked about it. The last time I had an appointment, Thomas and I had like a fight and I was pissed at him and I canceled my appointment yeah. because I didn't want to be at a bridal appointment mad at the man that I was marrying. Like I didn't want that moment to taint my experience either. Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: That doesn't. It's, it's hard to do that when, it's hard to, to do the dress I, I'm imagining when you're upset with the person you're supposed to be. Yeah.
1: And it was that it kind of surprised me. And I'm like, I'm going to cancel this and reschedule for a time that I'm in a better place because this is supposed to be a happy moment. That moment I share with my mom and my sister-in-law and like, you know, it just wasn't that. And so there's been a couple things that just make it really like weird things that you didn't imagine, but, um, I'm going to Forevermore bridal. It's, Um, on Madison Avenue in downtown Toledo. They previously moved from Northwood. I didn't really know anything about this place, but there's a dress that I've been eyeballing for a really long time that's made by an Australian-based designer. And you can really only find these gowns in like other cities in, in the U.S. And there's only like four cities in the U.S. There's really not a ton. And the closest one to me was Philadelphia. And so I loved this dress and the dress line so much that I said, hey, we're going to pack up the car and go to Philadelphia in the next like four or five months. I really want to try on this dress, these dresses. And I looked, you know, I just so so that's the other thing that I do is I'll go to Instagram pages of these designers and I'll take a look at the real life bodies that they're being put on. So sometimes they'll share a photo of a bride, like a real bride. And I want to see what they look like on different body types. And so I went to the Instagram page a couple days ago and they're like, hey, trunk show in Toledo, Ohio. And I'm just like, oh my God, Of all places, of all places, this trunk show is in Toledo, Toledo. Like there's never, they're not in any like minor cities. They're not in any cities like Cleveland or Cincinnati or Chicago. Like, you know what I mean? And they're just going to happen. They just so happen to be in Toledo for the next two weeks.
0: And you were going to happen to drive to my hometown.
1: You, literally, I was going to go to Philadelphia. I, I had full plans on going to Philadelphia just to try this this designer's clothing because she does sell like inclusive sizes and they're more stylish. Like it's not like somebody's just going to force me into an A line dress. I know this is a foreign language to you, but like force me into an A line gown just because I have curves. You know what I mean? So I'm very excited to see, you know, what they have. I'm also nervous, uh, but I'm going to take the day off and enjoy it with my family.
0: Please do. Please do. Thomas be on your best behavior until after the appointment.
1: <laughs> he bless his heart. There's just again, there's so many things like getting married as a 31-year-old that I'm learning and it's I'm also learning like not as many people are into this experience with me or, you know, it's it's different. So while I thought like my mom and some of my friends were all like, you know, "Hey, what are we doing with the wedding? What are we going to plan the bachelorette? What what kind of stuff are you interested in?" Like nobody's really asking me that unless I speak about it, if that makes any sense. Like there isn't any initiative. Um, And I was a little caught off guard by that and put Thomas, bless his heart. He's like, well, I'll go dress shopping with you. Like, I'll go do this. Like, let's go do it. I wanna see you, I wanna do this. And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) No. Is
0: that something that a bride or a groom-to-be usually does?
1: Definitely not. I mean, it it all depended on the couple. he absolutely wants to go dress shopping with me and see me in my dress and i just don't want that because i want him to be surprised and enjoy it the day of Um, i like the suspense and the anticipation before i like you know him being sitting there and telling me i look good in everything when i really like don't you know
0: isn't there some superstition with it as well like not seeing the bride in the dress?
1: Oh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't believe in the superstition. I just want him to True. be shocked and, and like, amazed. Um,
0: let's wrap up with um, hot people. <laughs> but also, like you said, they. it was nice that they came to this little small town compared to big metros. So, one, um, I saw that uh, Megan the Stallion was going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated and huh. Naomi Osaka, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, and Lena Bloom.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Lena Bloom. No idea. Sounds familiar.
0: She's very attractive. Anyway, those three are the cover models for the Swimsuit, uh, for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which, very that's nice. wonderful that they have, uh, three very beautiful, uh, women of color on the cover of that. I just mm-hmm. wonder if it's like pandering because there's so little, in, I, I feel like there's so little interest in that thing anymore. And I like don't,
1: overkill. No,
0: Just like too little, too late. I mean, tire banks is on it. Mm-hmm. There might've been, I think recently they've done women of larger sizes rather than your size zero typical blonde superstar mm-hmm. swimsuit model. Um, I think they used to release it on Valentine's Day but not I like I don't even know when they released it. I always thought that like in yeah. the mid to late 2000s like nobody cared any about that thing anymore because like I can uh. ev- every horny 19 year old can just open up a Maxim or look on the internet for attractive women and it just kind of lost its the punch that it used to have in the 80s and even 90s I guess. And maybe it had a little bit of a bounce back as they as it began to be more inclusive, but I would like to ask the average person on the street, like tell me about the sports illustrated swimsuit edition and where it is on your interest level or not. And it's great that these women are there, but I just wonder like how much of it is because they're trying to get attention to a dead product.
1: So it reminds me of like, so that's actually, that might be even worse. Like it's a little too little too late. And your solution to like, um, you know, your failing magazine or just the failing industry is to pull like diversity. So like pull out the, the wild card, which is like the black person, like, like everybody, like, I'm imagining like there's, they're all in one room and they're like, pull the black model, like as like the secret weapon. That's terrible. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that that's what they're actually doing. It reminds me of like, You know, The Bachelor and all the drama that's been over The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And they're like, a groundbreaking season. And it's like, because you have a black person on, that's not groundbreaking. It's pathetic. You know, people aren't watching The Bachelor as much anymore. Now you have a black bachelor and you had a black bachelorette and it's considered groundbreaking. It's pathetic. Like, it shouldn't take that long. And we should be able to be a part of your shows when it's popular and when it's hot and when it's fire. You know what I mean? Not when it's failing.
0: If you want to be groundbreaking um, for the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, put an ugly person on there. <laughs> put because an ugly person on there. Naomi, <laughs> the, Naomi Osaka, Megan Thee Stallion. And by the way, I would take one, 000, and I like her, but I would take 1,000 of her in a room rather than be seated in a room with Cardi B. <laughs>
1: You talking about Meg Thee Stallion?
0: I would take a thousand of her being the thottiest thought ever in my face rather than a single 15 minutes with Cardi B.
1: I don't know. There's something about Meg Thee Stallion that I don't love. There's a verse that she has. Um, where even her voice just annoys me. I don't know if it's her Southern twang, although I don't have like an issue with the Southern accent, but she's like, there's some verse where, and she's like, but I like pain. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Like, I just can't, I can't, I
0: cannot. You can have a thousand Cardi B's rather than one Megan Thee Stallion. And I'll do the reverse.
1: Uh, Cardi B will likely entertain me a little bit more than Megan Thee Stallion. So I will absolutely. I'm going to, yes, we're going to disagree. Also, Naomi Osaka has a documentary on Netflix. And it's very good. I like it. It's a series, a docu series.
0: Uh, please listen to the new Normani song called "Wild Side" with Cardi B, and please listen to the uncensored version. Oh, okay. Um,
1: Since you said so,
0: you—it's going to be like your, like your, like I applaud <laughs> Cardi B and and Megan Thee Stallion mostly for bringing. Sexual lyrics to a level we haven't seen since like 80s and 90s. Like, since Lil Kim, uh, like 80s rock music, like hair oh. rock, like the deaf, okay. lep- the deaf leopards of the world and all that mm-hmm. shit with all the mm-hmm. sexuality they were talking about. And then probably, yeah, like the Lil Kim mid 90s stuff where, like, did she just say how many licks? Um, <laughs> like these two have taken it to another level, and I applaud them for that. For embracing sexuality because, again, while it's very abrasive and aggressive, it's just natural human behavior.
1: And I think that they're not caving to the Karens of the world when their audience is definitely a lot of, like, white kids. Like, it's definitely a lot of, like, rich white kids driving their daddy's. I th- you will not believe how young this little white boy was driving his daddy's Corvette last night behind us like blasting his music I don't know what it was but I'm just like oh my god like you take that Corvette through the hood I dare you like you know what I mean um, but anyway like good for them for not caving to that and continuing to do what they do which I know little Kim did that and I wasn't old enough to know if any of the hair rock had gotten backlash and what the, how they responded to it. Like you know what I mean, Pro- but probably
0: it's- like like the, the girls dancing on cars videos back then. Yeah, like, they were like, oh my, oh my goodness, I just can't believe it. <laughs> but and you know what, little Kim never reached the level of popularity that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B had. agreed.
1: Like, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: they have penetrated pop culture in the way where they become the center of it, and little Kim uh-huh. never did. Now to their credit, like, they didn't, look Kim didn't have the avenues of social media. Like, it was whatever sure. made it onto MTV. Sure. Um, with things not really coming here, and the fact that I like Megan this thing, because I think she's, like, really educated. Like, doesn't she have, like, some serious degrees? I don't
1: know. She
0: might. Uh, I don't, I don't know, know if Cardi B knows all, all 26 letters of the alphabet, but uh, I think <laughs> Megan is, is very highly educated. So,
1: if there's... Speaking can have the C. Yeah.
0: If there's been, like, if there's one thing that just hasn't jived with me, with who I am living here and making this my home, um, we are not a hub of innovation and intellect.
1: I think we are. I think we are a hub. We are so progressive. And, like, the professionals in this area are progressive and creative and innovative. But we have just as many folks that that don't have as much experience that are strong in numbers.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You're you're right. The, the, The intellectuals and innovators that are here are, they could match up with anybody in any major city, but there's just not a lot of them. Um, and that's probably very well evidenced in a new wallet hub study. This is on WTOL. Um, we rank very low when it comes to most educated cities. um, There were 150 ranked. Uh, Columbus ranked the highest out of Ohio cities, 44, Cincinnati, 59, Dayton, 68, Akron, 75, Cleveland, 85. Um, We were at 103. So that really does support my thought that, well, this is a great place to live. Cost of living is incredible. Um, It is not an intellectual Hub,
1: but there were are, a bunch of dummies. Um,
0: <laughs> there now, the list I clicked on it to see who was there, and the top of it goes Ann Arbor, mm. San Jose, Santa Clara. They do like mm-hmm. metros, Washington, Arlington, um, Alexandria, San Francisco, Madison, Boston, Cambridge, um. Durham Chapel Hill Seattle Austin Mm. Provo Utah so you've got a lot of places that are uh, that have very prestigious universities I guess University of Wisconsin is far more prestigious than I'm giving it credit for but these are all very much intellectual hubs powered by their universities and that is completely evidenced by one of the finest um, universities with a very mediocre football team 50 minutes up the road in Ann Arbor.
1: So it does surprise me that Cleveland was not a little bit higher considering the um, Case Western Reserve is over there, like the Cleveland State School of Law is pretty like pristine. And then just the medical mile, like, you know, Cleveland Clinic, University Hospital, um, some of the bigger medical um hospitals like the world renowned medical hospitals and cleveland's now a little higher on that list that did shock me but i'm also biased about that so whatever
0: last wow there are a lot of dumb like cal i guess i mean california is a big big place but sure um 143 salinas 144 stockton modesto Mm. bakersfield and last on the list visalia uh there are one two three four there are five in the final 8 from California and if i move it up a little bit fresno california so um, <laughs> but-
1: so i want to know how our local news anchors were able to share this story i met james stark yesterday from 13 abc and like i can't imagine him having to like read the prompt that's basically like toledo was ranked 100, 103 of the most the dumbest cities in the us <laughs> I can't imagine, like, how you keep a straight face, especially when, like, the shit we end up in the news for is because people thought, God, it was an act of God that the George Floyd mural went down. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just
0: crazy. I don't know if this is still true anymore, but I remember when I lived here the first time in, like, 2005 and six, they had told me that pretty much every fast food restaurant tries food here because it it is the bullseye of being the average American. And if that's still true, I mean, even if that, we're not that far removed from that. If that is an accurate assessment of the demographic here, that average American, like the average American is not super bright. Um, I wish we, the average IQ was like 120 here, but that just ain't it. So again, we have some very, creative, inventive, thoughtful. You're one of them. Um, intelligent, intellectual people here. There's just not a lot of them. And that's one thing I've always struggled with. Not that I want to hang out with like Mensa clubs all the time, but it would help me expand my social circle a little bit more.
1: Sure. But Toledo's totally worth it. Cause I chose to stay. I moved here as an adult. And I'm choosing to stay here as an adult, like long term. And so are you, and so are yeah. so many other people that we know. So, like, after shitting on Toledo and making a joke out of what we just <laughs> what we were talking about, it's still totally worth it anyway.
0: My and to give you an example where we make up for and again, we all settle, we all compromise. Um I was with Amanda looking at a house the other day and it was one that had been, in the market for, been on the market for a long time, and she thought she can get a deal. It was $325,000. Well, no, I'm sorry. Listed, three, oh. listed 350. It was 3,000 square feet, and it was built in the 70s. Um, it reminded me of a home that I wish I would have grown up in, but it had that aesthetic. And it was massive. And oh. it was kind of sobering. And I was thinking... I'll never live in a place like this. Now, I reminded myself I'd never want to live in a place like that, but like I'll never live in a place like this. So it listed three fifty. It was probably gonna sell for like three twenty five. My home back home where Paul lives is three bedroom two two and a half bathrooms. Sure. I don't know how many square feet it is. It's probably not two thousand square feet, but it's it's a duplex, but it's three it's upstairs, downstairs, basement. So it's plenty sizable. It was plenty it was plenty of room for me, my dad, my mom and Paul and the dogs. Mm-hmm. That house is like $275,000.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting what they look like in our market. Our our like home, our childhood home. I think when we got it, 120 by the time like I graduated high school and a little after, it was in the 90s and now it's up in the 140s. So somebody got it and redid it because there was moles in the basement and all that good stuff. But Amanda's going to kick your butt for telling her budget on the podcast. You well, better, that's not you her better budget. bleep that out. No, that,
0: that's not her budget. Because I told her <laughs> when we were there, it was like, I said, it, it, this is going to be like me if I bought the, the condo downtown. Yeah. There's no new carpets. There's no new shower. I'm going to take it mm. as is. And there is no wiggle room when it comes to bills. And sure. that was the case. Um. And I, like, she didn't need all that room. Beautiful, yeah. huh? Yeah. But the yeah. point was that thing was 350 and that would have been 750 back in Philadelphia. I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Agree.
0: Agree. So yeah. we. we well, we have a lot of dumb people here. We make
1: out on <laughs> cost of living. We do all right.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, I'll text you later. We have some things to, to catch up on. And um, yes, we do. I have to look up the. I still. I never made it to the uh, sex life picture in the dick that we talked about. So
1: <laughs> you should. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We were talking about like what people who have a type. So the Brad that was in my life. That I have a Brad. I absolutely have a Brad thomas doesn't listen they're identical i'm gonna send you a picture i guarantee you're gonna be like alex what the fuck
0: can you send me the tiktok that people have done about the sex life picture so i don't have to go digging through that series
1: no they won't show the picture they just show people's uh, reaction gotcha, yeah but i'll okay. send you the time i'll send you the timestamp. okay or i'll um, screenshot it i'll put it on my phone screenshot it perfect, and send it to you perfect <laughs> okay
0: all right <laughs> bye,
1: bye.